booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. This is about all of us together, Republicans, Democrats, Independents. New York's Republican candidate for governor, Congressman Lee Zeldin, promises to tackle crime and repeal bail reform if elected during last night's debate with Democratic New York Governor Hochul. New York City is appealing a judge's decision reinstating sanitation workers fired for not getting their COVID-19 vaccinations. A 14-year-old shot outside of a Staten Island high school was not the intended target of shooters. The new year will ring in toll hikes approved unanimously for drivers on the New Jersey Turnpike and the Garden State Parkway. More blowback against Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, following anti-Semitic and other controversial moves. Sparring over crime, abortion, and the deadly U.S. Capitol insurrection, Democratic New York Governor Kathy Hochul and her Republican challenger, U.S. Representative Lee Zeldin, debated Tuesday night in the one and only debate that Hochul agreed to. Here's Hochul. It's not about governing by sound bites. I'm governing by sound policy. Yes, we have more illegal guns off our streets because I brought together people from nine states to work together. We're hitting the gun traffickers. We also made sure that we did make those changes to our bail laws so we can have repeat offenders and people with gun offenses treated as they were under the previous law. That got done because I made it get done. Hoka blasted Zeldin's passport for abortion restrictions and his alliance with former President Donald Trump while Zeldin vowed to repeal liberal criminal justice reforms and criticize Hochul's push to send millions out-of-state abortion seekers to New York under her expanded access. Here's Eldon. This is about all of us together, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, as New Yorkers, to make sure our streets are safe again, to make sure our subways are safe again. This is our opportunity. Two weeks from tonight, we can continue with the status quo where they believe they haven't passed the laws, or we could take control of our destiny and make sure law-abiding New Yorkers are in charge of our streets again. Hoka labeled Zeldin an election denier and climate change denier when asked by a debate moderator if he would vote against certifying the results again. Zeldin didn't directly say yes or no. The New York City Board of Health quickly deciding to launch an appeal after a Staten Island Supreme Court judge ruled a group of city sanitation workers should be rehired after they were fired for not getting their COVID shots. Staten Island Supreme Court Justice Ralph Porzo called the vaccination requirement arbitrary and capricious. Chad Levglia, the attorney for the sanitation workers, spoke to ABC7 about the verdict. And after he announced, you know, the order um, and his decision, there was claps, cries, tears. The judge's ruling could mean that fired sanitation workers could even receive back pay. A spokesman for the city's law department released a statement on Tuesday saying the COVID vaccine requirement was grounded in law and critical to the health of New Yorkers. A shooting outside of a high school on Staten Island Tuesday at 100 Luton Avenue happened about 2 in the afternoon. Police say that a 14-year-old male freshman shot in his leg while leaving school at the end of the school day, not believed to be the intended target. Mona Davids of the New York City School Safety Coalition spoke to ABC7. This is indeed every parent's worst nightmare. Um, Parents send their children to school. We expect our children to return safely from school. 
The victim was taken to Staten Island University Hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Police are looking for a group of five males who fired at least seven shots in the direction of the victim. The intended target may have jumped underneath a vehicle. The shooting is currently being investigated as an isolated incident and no arrests so far as of this morning. More toll hikes for drivers in New Jersey in 2023. The planned hikes follow back-to-back toll increases on the New Jersey Turnpike and Garden State Parkway since September of 2020. Under the New Jersey Turnpike Authority's $2.5 billion budget, which alone is up 7.4%, a 3% toll hike is planned beginning January 1st. Officials blame the inflation rate at 8.3%. Parkway tolls would increase from the current $1.96 for Easy Pass customers to $2.02 and from $2 to $2.10 for cash at toll plazas with one-way tolling. Well, the latest brand to cut ties with Ye, formerly Kanye West, is Adidas. The multinational sportswear corporation severed its partnership with the rapper over his offensive and anti-Semitic remarks. In a statement, Adidas says it did not tolerate anti-Semitism and any other sort of hate speech, further calling Ye's recent comments and actions unacceptable, hateful, and dangerous. Here's Oren Segal, vice president of the Anti-Defamation League's Center on Extremism. This is a positive outcome. It illustrates that there are consequences to anti-Semitism. Adidas is just one of the latest companies to end connections with Ye, which has also been suspended from Twitter as well as his Instagram accounts. And well, will there be a possible matchup in 2024 between Joe Biden and Donald Trump? Well, a new poll says this is possible. 77 WABC's Bob Brown has the details. A new poll finds over half of those surveyed don't want a presidential rematch in 2024. 52% in the University of Massachusetts Amherst poll say it would be better if President Biden doesn't seek a second term. 53% don't want former President Trump to run again either. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. Pennsylvania Democrat John Fetterman, who recently suffered a dehabilitating stroke, wouldn't commit to releasing his full medical records during a highly anticipated debate against Republican U.S. Senate candidate Dr. Mehmet Oz, a Republican yesterday on last night. Pennsylvania, of course, one of four key states where majority control of the U.S. Senate is really vital. And uh, Fetterman, Pennsylvania's 53-year-old lieutenant governor, has acknowledged that he almost died after suffering a stroke back in May. And on Tuesday night, he struggled during the debate addressing what he called the elephant in the room. And let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together, but it knocked me down. But I'm going to keep coming back up. And this campaign is all about, to me, is about fighting for everyone in Pennsylvania. Oz, of course, a celebrity heart surgeon ignored his opponent's health throughout the debate. Dr. Oz attacking Fetterman's policies on crime, saying he is trying to get as many murderers out of jail as possible. Half the murders in Philadelphia committed by people under 18. We have got to get mental health services to these people, and it's not happening now. But part of the problem is that we have taken away the ability of police to do their job, and that's on John Fetterman. Fetterman used closed captioning during the debate to help him process the words he hears. Well, ex-Secretary of State and twice-failed presidential candidate Hillary Clinton said extremist Republicans have a plan underway to steal the 2024 presidential election. 
In a video, Clinton urges Americans to vote for Democratic legislatures in their states. In this two-minute clip, she claims a conservative majority U.S. Supreme Court might give state legislatures the power to overturn results. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. Clinton did not provide any proof, though, of those plans or examples of Republicans conspiring to steal, she said, the 2024 election. The video was put out on Twitter by the progressive group Indivisible Guide, which is running an initiative aimed at promoting progressive candidates in local state races on a website called Crush the Coup. Well, the 19-year-old gunman who killed a teacher and a 15-year-old girl at a St. Louis high school Monday was armed with an AR-15-style rifle and more than 600 rounds of ammunition, according to Police Commissioner Michael Sack. The gunman and former graduate Orlando Harris left behind a handwritten note detailing his motive behind the shooting at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School. In the note found inside of his vehicle, Harris said he had no family, no friends, no girlfriend, and no social life. The police commissioner praised law enforcement's response to the shooting. I can't say enough how uh, well the officers did uh, getting there on scene as quickly as they did, making entry, locating the suspect, uh, not just by hearing the gunfire, but by talking to, to kids and teachers as they're leaving, getting some idea based on a description of where they last saw that suspect, so they could take some kind of action to, to stop the uh, to stop that threat. Killed a 10th grader and a 61-year-old physical education teacher. Seven students were wounded before police killed Harris in an exchange of gunfire. Former Defense Secretary Ashton Carter died Monday evening in a Boston hospital of a sudden cardiac event. He was 68 years old. Carter served as Secretary of Defense under then-President Barack Obama from February of 2015 to January of 2017. Carter appeared on C-SPAN back in 2016. I always tell people we don't build anything in the Pentagon. We buy things, first and foremost, and we buy them from private industry. So the key is our relationship with the private technology sector. The alternative was tried by the Soviet Union. President Biden, who as vice president worked with Carter during the Obama administration, said in a statement Tuesday that the former defense secretary was a great American of the utmost integrity. Carter was also a public policy professor who directed the Belfer Center for Science and International Affairs at Harvard Kennedy School up until his death. Well, the White House on Tuesday said that U.S. support for Ukraine will remain strong until the war with Russia has ended. The statement after the controversial Congressional Progressive Caucus withdrew their letter it sent to President Biden asking him to push harder for peace negotiations with Russia to end its war in Ukraine. Here's White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. Again, we appreciate the bipartisan effort. We're going to continue to be in conversations with members of Congress on how to how to continue to move forward in order to uh, support Ukraine in their in their efforts. Uh, don't have more to to say about that particular letter. She also said it's up to Ukraine's president to decide when or if to negotiate with the Russians. 77 WABC News Time, 5.15. Time for a look at sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Alec here with the early news sports update. We'll begin on the ice. 
where the Devils and Rangers were in action. The Devils took it to the Red Wings in Detroit with a 6-2 road win to move to 4-3 and three on the year. Jack Hughes and Dawson Mercer found the back of the net, and Jesper Bratt found it twice, including the eventual game winner on this early second period goal. Well, and we've got a penalty now on the Red Wings on Robert Haig. This power play brought to you by RWJ Barnabas Health in recognition of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We encourage all women to schedule a mammogram, and we've got a devil's goal. Vitek Vanacek secured the crease, saving 20 of 22 shots on goal. And New Jersey will get back, uh, will get, uh, get back, will get to bask, excuse me, in the win as they get a couple of days off here before welcoming in the Colorado Avalanche on Friday. Speaking of the Avalanche, they'll be coming fresh off a shootout victory over the Rangers at the Garden last night. Two goals to one score in the shootout secured the 3-2 to two road win for Colorado as New York continues to slide a bit here with their third straight loss. Bit of a homecoming as well as the Rangers got to see their former backup tender in Alexander Georgiev. Here was head coach Gerard Gallant on facing a former blue shirt. Georgia had a good year with us last year. He competed hard and uh, really good to know him. And, you know, it's a good start for him. He's just, I think he's the number one goalie over there. I, I'm not trying to be their coach, but I think that that's where they put him right now. And he's played really well. So, you know, he's he done well for us. We had a great year with him last year. And, you know, that's what happens when people do well. They move on sometimes. But. Rangers will make the short trip to Elmont next to face off with the Islanders tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. No action on the court yesterday, but looking ahead to tonight, you've got the Knicks at home against the Charlotte Hornets set for a 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time tip. And the Nets simultaneously in Milwaukee to take on the Bucks, And we finally have a start time for Friday's Game 1 of the World Series between the Phillies and Astros. First pitch is set for 8.03 p.m. in Houston, and both teams have yet to name a starting pitcher for the contest. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs has your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. Technology earnings heating up. Microsoft misses third quarter targets. Alphabet revenue lower than targets. Wall Street today coming off its third straight winning session. Investors continue to weigh key technology earnings reports and new economic data this week. Microsoft beat top and bottom earnings targets but missed on third quarter cloud revenue. The stock down 2% in extended trading. Alphabet shares down as well in after hours. Google's parent company missing Wall Street targets for earnings and revenue. YouTube advertising down about 2% last quarter. Facebook's meta platforms headlines today's technology earnings. Revenue is forecast to have fallen more than 4% from the previous quarter. A slowdown in digital advertising has affected the entire sector. Elon Musk's Twitter takeover will be completed Friday, the deadline previously set by a Delaware judge. The Tesla billionaire met with banks this week to shore up the $13 billion in debt financing. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Looking at futures after yesterday's rally, they're mixed this morning. The Dow up eight points at 31,885. S&P 500 down 21 and a quarter points. NASDAQ's dropped 170 and a quarter points. Gold up $19.20 an ounce at $1,677.20. As for crude oil, it is up 44 cents a barrel at $85.76. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time 520. Two mayors of the tri-state's biggest cities are talking about creating more equitable communities. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz has the story. New York City Mayor Eric Adams and Newark Mayor Ross Baraka hosted a fireside chat to discuss how their administrations are tackling existing challenges 
that were exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic. The real challenge that we have, in my opinion, is the shift of mindset from being downstream thinkers to upstream thinkers and be proactive. Adam says he's focused on making holistic investments in New Yorkers, while Baraka says those investments for Newark include health care, housing, and creating jobs. As two mayors of color, the men agree their fight against racism is a fight to protect democracy. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. Police have released surveillance video of two men wanted in connection with the shooting of an innocent 70-year-old. And you can take a look at that video on our website, wabcradio.com. This woman shot Monday afternoon as she simply walked home after grocery shopping. The two men were arguing right in front of 1443 Fulton Street when they opened fire striking that woman in her left thigh. The suspect fled on a blue moped. Lorice Johnson is the victim's cousin. He spoke to ABC7. She heard the shot, and she felt a, a pain in her leg. So she put the two together that, you know, uh, obviously I must that must be me. The 70-year-old not the intended target was taken to an area hospital and is expected to recover. That area, no stranger to gun violence. The NYPD has responded to a total of 22 shootings with 29 victims in that precinct so far this year. A car crash involving a stolen vehicle that left four teenagers, ages 13 to 17, dead and two hurt, one critically, may have been linked to a TikTok challenge, according to police in Buffalo, New York. The police commissioner there is Joseph Gramaglia, and he told reporters Monday that the teens may have been taking part in this TikTok challenge. It encourages people to break into Kia cars using cell phone chargers. The car was reported stolen. We have seen, uh, began to see a sharp increase in the number of Kias locally uh, that have been stolen. I know uh, Kias are widely publicized. The Kia Challenge, as it's called, they are very easy, unfortunately, to steal. The so-called Kia Challenge, first posted over the summer, shows how to hotwire Kia and Hyundai cars with a USB cord and a screwdriver. The driver in that crash survived. He has been ticketed for a criminal possession of stolen property and unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. The Erie County District Attorney's Office is investigating this crash and expects to file additional charges, according to a spokesperson. Three of the defendants involved in the murder case of Lissandro Jr. Guzman Feliz appeared in court on Tuesday and were offered plea deals. Daniel Fernandez, Luis Cabrera Santos, and Gabriel Ramirez Concepcion are charged in the 2018 killing of Jr. right outside of a bodega in Belmont. All three defendants traveled to court from Rikers Island, where they are currently in custody. They were each offered plea deals separately in exchange for shorter sentences for their suspected individual roles in Junior's murder. Junior's mother, Leandra Feliz, spoke to PIX11 back in July when the three defendants were found guilty. Those criminals prosecuted my son, and they came together attacking an innocent kid. Now, we, it's our time to come together to make sure... They and none of them gonna come back to the street to kill more people. Fernandez was offered a plea deal of 18 years in prison, followed by five years of supervision if he pleads guilty to first-degree manslaughter, the highest prison sentence on the table for these defendants. The Bronx DA told the judge that Fernandez is accused of dragging Junior outside of the bodega where he was stabbed to death by gang members. Santos and Concepcion were both offered 12 years behind bars with five years supervision following the sentence in exchange for their guilty plea to 
first-degree manslaughter. Well, demands that the notorious Rikers Island Jail complex be closed. Prison reform advocates and the family of an inmate who died in Department of Correction custody over the weekend rallied outside of New York City Hall, calling for the closure of Rikers. The DOC says that 28-year-old Eric Tavira committed suicide on Saturday at Rikers. Attorneys for Tavira's family have filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the city. Tavira's sister Ruth spoke during the rally. Losing someone is one of the most indescribable pains my family, like many others, have ever experienced. And when you find out, it doesn't feel real. Tavira's family has joined reform advocates pushing the New York City Council to pass a bill that would end solitary confinement in the city's jails. 17 people have died in New York City jails so far this year, and that is the highest level, according to the DOC, since 2013. DOC Commissioner Luis Molina issued a statement offering condolences to Tavira's family and indicating that a preliminary investigation is underway. Well, a woman whose dog died following an attack at a prospect park in Brooklyn back in August took justice into her own hands. However, the suspect turned the tables on her. She tailed this suspect who hit her and her dog with a stick back in August. He ended up macing her and then fled into a building and disappeared before police arrived. Jessica Churistic spoke to ABC7. I was out the door in less than 60 seconds because the police have set the parameters where I need to be present for him to be arrested. That was after a friend spotted this suspect. Police have not yet tracked the man down. Well, the member of an iconic rock band has passed away. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has a story. Former REO Speedwagon bassist Greg Philbin is dead at 82 years old. No exact cause of death has been made available at this time. The band released a statement saying his health had been an issue for quite some time. Philbin played on the band's first six studio albums before leaving the band in 1977, just before the band made its big break. For 77 WABC News... I'm Alex Barnard. And if you missed the top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.